Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on? Derek, we are back over at Addie's. Of course, Addie's Fine Wine and Spirits uh, on Transit Road in the wonderful Billville, which is what I like to call Williamsville. But uh, we have new friends and new guests on our show, and we're going to be diving into a few different uh, products that you decided to bring with you. So thank you very much. Uh, But you want to introduce yourself uh, to start, and then we can dive into everything and everything wine. Yeah, of course. Hello, guys. First of all, thank you for inviting me here. I am uh, Valerio, Valerio Valentini, and uh, you can hear from my accent. (laughs) I'm not American. I come from Italy. Uh, But I am becoming uh, a citizen of Buffalo because uh, lately I spend more time in Western New York than in my country. So... (laughs) The only thing that I'm missing is the accent. I have our time. <laughs> anyway, um, I come from a region that is named Abruzzo. Abruzzo is a region that is in central Italy on the east side, on the Adriatic Sea side, mainly rural region, uh, countryside. And uh, as you can imagine, uh, when you speak about the countryside of Italy, the first thing that comes in your mind is wine. Mm-hmm. Surrounded by vineyards, uh, and uh, yeah, that's my biggest passion. What was it like growing up in that area of Italy as a kid? It's uh, it's fun for sure. Uh, you hang out with friends. Uh, life is pretty peaceful. Uh, um, yeah, it's it. I, I loved it. I loved it. I had a great childhood. Uh, I told my wife I would like to raise my kids there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great place where to live. Uh, but, uh, of course, uh, uh, the opportunities that uh, United States give you, mm. you don't have them there. So sure. you enjoy that very much when you're young. When you grow up, uh, depending on what you want, uh, you, you get to move out, you know. It's like when you live in a little town and then you want to move to the big city sure. because uh, it, the big city offers you more. So, yeah, that's how it is. But I am happy with my childhood. When was the first time you came over to America? The first time I came over to America was 2007. Okay. I came, uh, uh, I went to Miami. Uh, I was studying uh, foreign languages uh, in college uh, in Italy, and uh, I was uh, uh, I wanted to improve my English. So I came to Miami for three months uh, to study English in a school during the summer. At the time, uh, I am a little shy to say my job was I was a soccer player in my 20s. Oh, cool. I was a professional soccer player and I had my three, four months, uh, uh, you know, when the season ends and next season needs to start. You have a little parenthesis that uh, you're free. So I used to use that time to learn and to improve my English. 
2007, I came to Miami to study English and I went back to Italy speaking more Spanish than English. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was my first time. Wow, that's awesome. awesome. So a professional soccer player for what team? Oh, uh, I didn't play in uh, first division. Uh, you know, in Italy, soccer is very, very big. Sure. 99% of people play soccer and uh, there are many different divisions. So you're professional already in the fourth division. I was playing in fourth and third division. Oh, cool. uh, So still good money, and uh, uh, I've always been uh, passionate about... So I've always said I have two passions, soccer and wine. So uh, I was playing soccer, I was uh, passionate about wine, I was traveling all over to improve my language, yes, but also to explore the wine mm -hmm. countries uh, in uh, the wine regions in Italy, And uh, uh, but I would have never imagined that wine would have become my job at that time when sure. I came to Miami. Is your wife local to your hometown or is she local to the U.S.? Uh, none of them. She's from Istanbul. She's from Turkey. Oh, wow. oh nice. Okay. Yeah. We, we met in New York City. She, in 2015, I was traveling to America. Actually, at the time, I was already planning to move to America. And uh, I was trying to figure out what to do. I knew that I wanted to work with wine, but I didn't know where exactly I wanted to work with wine. Maybe I wanted to do a restaurant, maybe I wanted to do a wine bar. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, my wife was working in a French wine bar and the owner of the French wine bar was a very good friend of mine. So when there, my wife was managing the place and uh, my friend told me, hey, don't even think of flirting with my employees. <laughs> <laughs> Now look at you. Now we are married. Now look at you. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah. So the whole wine aspect and how that comes back into your life. I, you talked about that that area of Italy is very, it, wine is very influential there. So did you start, like, what was your first introduction to wine? Well, this is a story that I say many times. Mm -hmm. uh, in Italy, you start very early. So Yeah, yeah dude, he was like nine. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you another story. <laughs> Speaking about the age, a um, couple of weeks ago, I was in Italy before I came back to America. And I have a friend of mine, he has a winery, and uh, he built a new tasting room. I went there and, uh, you know, he came there, we, we visited the tasting room, and he just had a kid. He had just had a baby, six months old, and uh, we were talking, and the baby was sitting, like, on his uh, leg. And we were speaking and it was like we were drinking a glass of wine. And at some point he told me, look, look what he does. He started the, and the kid was doing like he wanted to drink the wine, <laughs> you know, just the, the lips a little bit wet. So this is when some people start. <laughs> I love it. I, awesome. I, I was not that, uh, <laughs> yeah. that uh, early. I, I don't know. I would say that uh, the point is that vineyards are everywhere. So even when you are five or six years old and you run all over with friends, you run in the vineyards. Sure. You run in the vineyards. You play with ball in the in the vineyards and you help with the harvester. And uh, yeah, it can happen that you have your first sip of wine. Your parents, uh, you're having lunch. They say, hey, taste this, taste this. So it, it, I don't know if I can say that in American. <laughs> no, you can. You can. It's <laughs> commonplace. Yeah. And, and what's nice, too, specifically about Buffalo, which a lot of the locals will tell you, generally you'll have your first beer early like mm -hmm. early and it's just kind of it's a culture you yeah. know but there's nothing wrong with having i don't know it's grapes you know it's healthy it's grapes well just, yeah. there's antioxidants right like it's it's not the end of the world but i think now it's becoming more socially acceptable to 
obviously it's not it's okay to drink early it's not that it's just if you happen to have a sip surrounded by family and it's you know an occasion or whatever and it's just kind of like a part of the overall culture it's not frowned upon it's not what it used to be the biggest thing now is when you're pregnant just don't drink right Mm -hmm. and like you respect that whole process and whatever but all in all like if you're you know if you start early whatever we always joke. I mean, everyone here, generally, your first beer is, is like 14, Yeah. you know? And then people will lie, and they're like, well, it's actually 17. But <laughs> it's almost always, you know, pre-teens. Everyone has a first beer. Granted, it's Coors Light and not delicious wine. So um, <laughs> when you got into the wine business, what was that like? What were you doing before that? Other than soccer. Yeah, other than soccer. Uh, well, uh, I... I just did these two things in my life, to be honest, because okay. I was playing soccer and I was playing soccer until my uh, late 20s, early 30s. And then uh, when you like when you play football, if you play in uh, NHL, uh, OK, you're going to be good for mm-hmm. life. But uh, if you play, I guess, because I don't know American mm-hmm. sports very well in a lower category mm-hmm. where you make some money but you don't have enough money to to be well all your life with mm-hmm. what you've done when you start being in close to your 30s uh, you need to think yeah. about uh, what's gonna happen now that i'm becoming an adult so i cannot live with sport uh, all my life so that's when uh, i decided well what's my other passion other than why other than than soccer it's wine sure so i i I'm surrounded by vineyards, uh, by wineries, uh, uh, where I come from. Uh, um, I love wine. I know all of them. Uh, and uh, a lot of wineries uh, were looking for some, uh, uh, I don't know if I can say expansion mm-hmm. in the outside of Italy market. Uh, they wanted to expand to the United States. And uh, I was hired by a winery in order to take care of the American market. So that's what brought me to America. I was helping uh, an Italian winery to sell wine in the United States. And that's why I started traveling more and more. Sure. So are you still exclusively with that winery or are you with, uh, because it's... it's No. Uh, Velvet uh, Imports, yeah? yeah. So can you explain that? Yeah. So I I worked with the winery for a few years and uh, that's when I learned about the opportunities that the United States can give you was traveling back and forth a lot uh, in order to expand the business. Uh, and I was dealing with many distributors here in the United States and uh, was mainly New York City. Uh, after a few years, uh, I decided that I wanted to quit my job, uh, start my own company in America. I am an ambitious person. Mm-hmm. I have always been. Uh, I try to do everything I do at the best. Uh, I sacrifice a lot. Uh, uh, my wife can say that uh, really I, I I have a lot. Of, I put a lot of passion in what I in what I do, so I decided that this was the place where to be. So I quit my job. I started my own company. At the time, I was not a wine importer. I started a company as a wine broker. Mm. Wine broker didn't want any investment, and I didn't have money to invest at the time. So wine broker means that you are basically connecting wineries to importers. So you are the middleman, you facilitate the communications, you facilitate the trade. And this is what I was doing. I still do that. I have that company. I work with three wine importers in the state of New York, one in Washington, D.C., and one in Chicago, Illinois. And uh, I work with some wineries that sell wine. So I help, Mm -hmm. I facilitate uh, the the exchanges. This was 2017. 
And uh, in 2019, I decided with my very good friend, you know, the guy I was talking about, the guy of the French wine bar. With that guy, we decided to start our importation company, French and Italian wine. He has more or less the same background that I have, just he has it in French wine. So we said, why don't we import it? Let's, let's try to do what we want to do. That's Those are essentially the two largest countries regarding wine. Right. I mean, it's the U.S. is there like there's good wines, out, especially out of like California, yeah. whatever, whatever. But if you're talking like Bordeaux and then Italy, you pretty much are just like, OK, those are like two sections of the pie that are just ginormous. I believe so. I believe that uh, I don't know if I can speak about uh, the uh, being large, but for sure, the two countries with the biggest tradition. Exactly. That impact and right. Yeah. The oldest tradition of France more than Italy, but Italy is going up quickly. And uh, as of now, for sure, they are the two biggest, uh, for sure, they are the two biggest uh, countries uh, wine wise uh, all over the world. So where are these options from that what you brought today oh, they are all uh, italian wines actually okay. uh, as an italian i felt like i don't know maybe we are gonna meet again we are gonna speak a little bit about french wine but uh, as a first time with that we meet i figure i have to speak about italian wine sure so, love that yeah now these are all wines that you you have in your selection right these are wines okay. that i import and uh, actually one of them this one uh, comes from the winery where I grew up. You know, when I told you that I was playing uh, with the ball in Mm -hmm. the vineyards, uh, well, that vineyard uh, also is represented by me. So, So, So when you started this company and you wanted to get into this, what was your first conversation with that winer to be like, trust me with this? Uh, I think that this is something that uh, you earn. uh, Over the years, Mm -hmm. I have worked uh, uh, with the a winery and I met uh, wine distributors uh, and uh, that's how I earned the trust from the distributors. Uh, meanwhile, I have traveled a lot uh, uh, all over Italy uh, showing my passion for wine mm-hmm. and uh, and I and I earned the trust from the from the wineries. Sure. Then of course at the beginning uh, uh, it's not easy. It's not easy to 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 trust each other, but basically for them to trust me. But uh, if you if if you work hard and you try to do the things right, mm-hmm. uh, at some point uh, things come back. Sure. So. So okay. that first one, right, uh, the black label one, closest to you. W- what's the story behind that one? And well, can we, can that's we try a, it? that's a, a, a sweet wine that I would like to try okay. uh, as a, the last wine. Oh, sure. I would like to start from the first white, then we do the second white, then we do our red, and then we do the sweet. Um, speaking of the wines, I just want to tell you a couple of uh, mm-hmm. basic information. Please. Uh, when we started the company with my best friend, uh, we wanted to be different we tried to be special we've been in the wine for too long our passion is too big for us it's not just a job mm-hmm. it's more so we wanted to build uh, the company in a different way so we decided in 2019 to go back to italy and france we spent six months in there and uh, we visited the wine region one by one looking for small family-owned wineries basically mm-hmm. farmers because we really believe that farmers uh, make the best wine, uh, the healthiest wine. And uh, we built a small selection of wine, but 
each single wine is really, really special. Hmm. I am very happy that uh, the market uh, is uh, recognizing that a lot. Uh, this uh, makes me very proud. And uh, yeah, so all these wines, uh, well, I am partial. They are mm -hmm. my babies, uh, but uh, they are special, really. The first wine uh, is a Pinot Grigio. Of course, I wanted to start with a wine that uh, is uh, pretty popular, at least as a great varietal in America. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows Pinot Grigio. Everybody drinks Pinot Grigio. Um, I don't know if I could say this, but I still say it. I normally don't have a good relationship with Pinot Grigios. Uh, most of all, uh, um, when they come from certain areas, uh, um, but uh, my friend Ernesto makes the best Pinot Grigio I have ever tried in my life. Love it. Wanted to try this. This is becoming extremely popular here in uh, America. From the northern part of Veneto. Veneto is a region that uh, is uh, in the southeast of Italy. In, sorry, in the northeast of Italy. And uh, uh, can I put it here? Mm -hmm. Of course. So and uh, um, it's a great region for the for the Pinot Grigio. It's a great uh, um, region for white wines, but also for red wines. Actually, for prosecco wines, it's a great wine region sure. in Italy. And uh, one day, my friend Ernesto called me and told me, Valerio, you gotta come here. You need to try my Pinot Grigio. And I said. Oh, Okay, I'm coming. I wasn't, <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't so, I told you, not so such a big fan. I went there and I tasted it and oh my God, this is unbelievable. This is the best Pinot Grigio I've ever tried in my life. It's crispy like most of the Pinot Grigios are. It's fresh, but next to it, uh, it has a beautiful big fruit. It's fruit forward. Mm. It's powerful. It's deep. Deeper than most of the Pinot Grigios are. Pinot Grigios, sometimes they can be a little bit lighter. Mm -hmm. To me, sometimes weak. Uh, this is a different story. And I'm very happy because it's becoming extremely popular. Sure. It's the wine that uh, goes the most uh, among my portfolio. Well, cheers. cheers. Cheers, guys. Thank you for this. Oh, Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I mean, you smell it and you see mm -hmm. it. Uh, it's... It's really gentle and soft. It's not like yeah, it's velvety. Yeah, it's not tarty at all. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. It's um, as I said, it's uh, it's fresh. It's 2022, so it's the 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 latest uh, vintage. Doesn't spend so much time in uh, in the in stainless steel tanks. It goes almost straight away to the to the bottle, and uh, yeah, it's just the fruit that mm -hmm. is great. I love the way they make wine. I love the fruit. And uh, when you start uh, from uh, a fruit that is good, it's easier to, uh, to make the last, uh, sure. the, the, you know, the last part of the process until the wine in the bottle comes good. It's like when you cook. We say in Italy, if you have the, I don't know if I can say in America, the primary ingredients, mm -hmm. yeah. if they are good, the less you do, the better you do. Sure. So it's the same for the wine. 
the, the fruit is so great and uh, and the wine is so great. Now, all of these are, uh, you can buy all of these at Addie's, correct? Yes, you can buy all of these at Addie's. That's huge. So, again, for the viewers, if you wanted to try this, they can, and because it's wine, uh, you can buy this on Addie's app and they can ship it right to your door, which is really exciting. So, if you're listening to this and you wanted to take notes, jot the name down, uh, feel free to, to support both uh, businesses here and then have it ship right to your door. This is fantastic. What would you pair this with regarding food? Mm-hmm. Would you start with this? And then would you have a red for, say, obviously, you know, you would want to have a red with some sort of meat, things like that. But would you just have this with cheese in the beginning and then just kind of like loosen up? I I, I think in Italian. So in Italy, uh, we are uh, very much uh, into pairing. So... Mm-hmm. We don't start from white and then we go to red necessarily. Sometimes we only have a seafood dinner and we only want to have whites. We have a meat dinner and we want to only have reds. So depending on the dinner that I want to do. So I would say that uh, this wine is uh, great with any type of seafood. Okay. Mm. Uh, pasta with clams, uh, uh, seafood salad. That sounds amazing right now. <laughs> <laughs> seafood salad, uh, even with oysters, uh, with shrimp, uh, with shrimp salad, uh, with shrimp cocktail. Uh, it, uh, it would be mm. a great wine to have. Uh, of course, uh, I would have this wine also with cheeses. Uh, I would say with Parmesan cheese, uh, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, a slice of taleggio, pecorino cheese, a lot of Italian uh, uh, cheeses uh, sure. could be great with this wine. So, so yeah, but I am a seafood person, so I can imagine uh, this wine with seafood. And when you're going to ask me about this other wine, I'm going to go the same place because <laughs> because I, I, I love seafood. Sure. I would eat seafood five times a week. I, I do eat seafood five times a week when I'm in Italy. Yeah, sure. I don't blame you. The this, seafood there is obviously going to be better than here. Yeah, this wine, I can see why you like this Pinot Grigio more because it it's sweet, but it doesn't give you like that overly sweet white wine kind of tingle on your tongue where you're kind of left like dry a little bit like this is just so well-rounded and velvety and smooth that you just want to keep drinking it mm-hmm. yeah it's true it's true uh sun makes a good job in italy mm-hmm. um i'm gonna tell you something uh, uh that uh, is regarding this uh, pinot grigio but it's also regarding these other three wines um italy is a very lucky country for the geographical location and for the shape mm-hmm. You know that Italy is a peninsula, mm-hmm. so it's long, thin, and uh, they have a chain of mountain in the north, which is the Alps, and then they have a chain of mountains that goes all through Italy from north to south. It's called it Apennines, Apennines, Apennines. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We say Apennini in Italian. Um, so first of all, it's on the south, so it's pretty warm, and sun is always useful when you have to make wine. Mm-hmm. But with the fact that we have mountains everywhere, and the, and the country is so small, wherever you are, you are always close to the water mm-hmm. of the sea and close to the mountains. So you always have big changes in uh, temperature. The nights are always fresh. The days are always warm. These are all things that impact on the wine a lot the wine in the vegetables in the fruits they give a, a better complexity and uh, they they soften up the wines more and this is the result i mean wines from italy are unbelievable absolutely because of 
the luck of the country also. Yeah, I mean, you have such different climates throughout the entire country because it's so long. So you can have something in the northern part of Italy it tastes extremely different than the southern part of Italy just That's from yeah true. just from geography. That is true. That is true. In fact, uh, uh, the north uh, is uh, when I when I do events, when I do tastings, uh, I like to to, for example, taste three different red wines: uh, one from the north, one from the center, one mm. from the south. And you can see the difference uh, in the power of the wine. You start from the north, where it's a little bit cooler normally, mm-hmm. and the wine are a little bit thinner, uh, but they are always very elegant because of the reason I just told you. Sure. The more you go down, the more they maybe get a little bit less elegance, even though there is always elegance in Italian wine, but they get more power, more power, more fruit. So you start from the north with uh, wines like Nebbiolo, uh, extremely elegant. Uh, go down to Tuscany, you had the Sangiovese, mm-hmm. and then you had the Montepulciano, and then you had the Nero Davola, the... Uh, you have the um, Primitivo, these ones that become bigger, jammier. Sure. So it's very interesting, uh, very interesting. Uh. Well, that's a good point, yeah. jammier. Jammier. Yeah, I like that characteristic of it. Because yeah. we have very jammy wine in certain sections of Western New York. Very. Very. And um, it, it has its place, you know, but like as it's really interesting, we're whiskey guys like through and through, but we really appreciate good wine like we just luckily you know we're here right so that that helps out a lot and our business is literally built around different expressions so we try so many different things but you can generally taste like if something's made by hand compared to commercial um massive investors behind a brand compared to farm uh like you know seed to feed family-owned type deal and then you can also really I mean, you just know. You just know if something's fresh compared to just kind of like, hey, this is borderline mass-produced. There's like, you know, 450,000 barrels of the same juice. It's going to all the same stores. And then you get like, hey, there's like 15 of these every six months, you know? And it's a totally different mindset going into making the product. And I'm really glad that you took the... Uh, the foresight going into that with your business, but then you also paid respect and homage to everybody around you from where you're from and you're just like hey i want to help you guys out opposed to you know the ones backed by multi 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 millionaires where they're just like you know throw a cool label on it and it'll sell anyways because who cares my name is on it and this is like literally seed to feed from the farm which is amazing yeah 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 no no i i i agree with all you said Uh, when i have to pick a wine i need to see the whole chain I go there, I need to meet the person. Uh, a lot of people they, that I like to work with, mm-hmm. uh, they are farmers that are dirty with the field. They are not capable to speak in English. I have to help them. You know, the, the, the labels, the back labels in America, they have different requirements. Uh, I have to do everything for them. They <laughs> just want to make wine. They just have passion to make the wine. That's my people. Yeah, that's my people. Uh, I go there. I see the I see the vineyards. I visit the uh, the vineyards. Uh, I eat the grape. I I go through all of that. I see the winery, see the cellar, and uh, that's uh, how I I pick my wines. Sometimes I joke. And they say, I have a tough job. I travel all over and I drink a lot of wine. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, actually, speaking seriously, it's um, it's a lot of research. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of research. Mm-hmm. It's a deep research into the people, into the vineyard, into the bottles, into the wines. And uh, yeah, 
that's how I built my selection. That's awesome. Good for you. That's really cool. Are you ready for the second wine? Sure, I am. I'm yes. never gonna try. I'm oh. never gonna turn it down. Oh. Do you wanna? Do you want a glass? No, you sure? We have one audience member today. Yeah, we do. It's exciting. I just want to make sure everyone is happy yeah. and fun. Hospitable, you know. <laughs> Hospitable. Next time she's gonna be here, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this next wine, um, tell us a story about this one. This is another white that you said. Oh my god. This wine is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, before we turn, do you know the price that this is at Addie's? Uh, the, I the white label one? I saw it uh, 1299 $12.99? But, uh, yeah, okay. we should double check. Okay. Now we are going home. So <laughs> I'm very excited about this. That's awesome. So am I. I'm really excited about it, too. Is this one... Uh, here, I'll move this over for you. Thank you. Here, he doesn't have to see that. Yeah, I know. Your, your best friend doesn't have to see what just happened. <laughs> it's okay. I drink a lot of it. <laughs> Is this one also chilled? Yeah. Slightly? Okay. It's Derek's. Not like it matters too much. Yeah, I know. This is... Uh, we are... Go, best friend. <laughs> we are speaking of... Uh, this is a high-end wine. It's unbelievable. This is? To me, it's... Uh, well, let me tell you more. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about the winery, then I tell you also about the wine. So, what, Which wine is this? The wine is named Trebbiano. Trebbiano is the name of the grape varietal. I don't know if you're familiar with it, if you ever, ever heard of Trebbiano grape. Uh, Trebbiano is a grape varietal that is grown uh, mainly in uh, central Italy. Uh, it's interesting because Trebbiano until 20 years ago was considered uh, a grape varietal, uh, lower end grape varietal, uh, uh, mainly used for uh, um, blends. And uh, at some point, uh, 20 years ago, a winery decided, uh, a winery or two decided that you can make great wines with, uh, with the Trebbiano grape. And uh, they decided to, to try to harvest the wine a little bit earlier, a little bit later, uh, to vinify the wine in a different way. They started trying and they realized that uh, with Trebbiano grape, you can make great wines. And uh, as of now, there are several wineries in the region of Abruzzo, which is the region where I come from, that make an unbelievable Trebbiano. And uh, I'm proud to say that the winery where I grew up, that is named Camillo Montori, Mr. Camillo Montori is now 84 years old. Uh, he's still making wine, and he's probably the guy that for, for first put the, the glass in my hand when I was a little boy. Uh, he makes one of the best Trebbianos uh, in Italy. It's, uh, it's elegant. It's clean. Mm -hmm. You have green fruits like uh, green apple, pear, and, uh, yeah, if, uh, if you have a... I, I, I don't know. They are all my babies. It's hard for me to say <laughs> that if one wine is better than the other. But uh, when I have a special night, I open this bottle very often. So you said uh, Trebbiano? Trebbiano. 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 So if you were to, like, if we were to go to a family member's house with this bottle and they're just like, oh, like you brought a bottle of wine, I'd be like, what is it? And then they would automatically think of any white or 
I mean, my family would just be like, is it a red? And be like, no, it's not. It's not a Cab Sauv. So you would just say the grape varietal as the type of wine that it is? Or is it like a Pinot whatever? Or no? This is a question that I'm asked uh, many times. Is it like a Chardonnay? Is it like a Sauvignon Blanc? Sure. No. So it's its no. own. It's a... Uh, uh, I'm going to give you another uh, interesting information. Uh, because of uh, all that I told you about uh, uh, Italy, mm -hmm. the shape, the territory, the mountains, uh, whatever, um, Italy has uh, the luck of being uh, very diverse. Uh, you move 30 miles and you have a completely different style, another 30 miles and you have a completely different style. Imagine that in Italy we have over the 80% of the total grape varietals of the world. Wow. In Italy we have over 300 grape varietals. And if you go in the sub varietals, you can arrive to 3,000. To give you, to give you, uh, uh, I know green and red, so <laughs> no, but just to give you, <laughs> to give you uh, an example, France has 20. Really? Yeah. Italy has 300. So yeah, that's insane. And what that also like really goes to show how insane these like legit level 300 psalms are that yeah. can just taste something and they're like, I know where this is from. I'm like, how? There's 3,000 <laughs> sub grape varietals and you're just like, I know what it is. Those people are wizards. You know, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's very, it's very complicated. The, the, the funny thing of the wine is that uh, the more you know, the less you know. So the more you study about wine, the more you understand that there is so much more that you don't know. So... So yeah, but uh, for this reason that I just told you, it's not comparable to any because yeah. uh, there are 300 different profiles mm -hmm. when you speak about wine. So Trebbiano is Trebbiano. Trebbiano is normally a fresh wine, a crispy wine. Good. Sometimes uh, it's not uh, very fruit forward. Um, that's what it is. In, and then, depending on the soil, depending on the winemaker, to these basic qualities, you can add other qualities. Mm -hmm. In this case, we have a super elegant wine. It's clean. I love to say that this wine is clean. Oh, yeah. It's super, super clean. It's super elegant, really. It's a great bottle. Also, you look at the shape of the bottle. It's unique. There are no bottles. Yeah, it's burgundy style, but uh, it's a different because the neck is very tall. It's very high, I don't know what to say, and the basis is a little bit shorter. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, it, the style of the bottle, as, as you see it, uh, you understand that this wine is special, and it is. Yeah, this is this is very good. I feel like the, the first one was <clears throat> also very good. The first one was a very consistent mouthfeel going through the entire taste. Mm -hmm. This one, I feel like it starts off sweet, it jumps to a little bit of a sour, and then it comes back down to sweet again. Like, it has this kind of really interesting experience that kind of plays with you a little bit. I like I like I like that you use the word experience yeah. and uh, you, you, you 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 show it a, a trip mm -hmm. while you're tasting the wine sure. and that shows the complexity of the wine shows uh, that this wine has a lot to say mm -hmm. and uh, it does yeah, it's uh, it's it's beautiful it's really really beautiful wine I'm in love with this wine yeah and it's only 17.99 here yeah I know it's uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's 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 it, 
kind of wrong, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, this is my family. So sure. I do my price uh, when I when I buy the wine in Italy, and uh, because of that, uh, I am so anxious to promote this winery that I can give both with the Trebbiano, but they also make a Montepulciano that is the end of the world. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I can make a, a, a special prize that uh, allow people to taste this fantastic wine and no, at no money, sure. basically. So, uh, and I want to connect this uh, also to the, a more general thing, the fact that uh, I have some, uh, a lot of uh, personal connections in Italy help me to have uh, a better uh, personal relationship in Italy that allows me to bring a special wine for very little money because people trust me, people know me for many years. So, so yeah, I, I have the possibility of giving great wine for less money than they should be, I would say. This is fantastic. It is. This one's I, very good. I just... Yes, this is this is the problem. This is the problem because then you're just like, well, I can I can get one of those. I can get one of those. I can get one of those. And then all of a sudden you're just like, well, now I need another one because I'm going to crush the first one with friends and family. And then all of a sudden you're going to be out. And then you go by the whole motto of one is none is two and one. You know, so you just got to always have two. It's a problem. It's a, but it's for research. Yeah, so, research. Yeah, you for can, research. When you called out that green apple, you can totally taste that green apple. <laughs> that is so good. And what's what's wild is it's not the green apple skin like what you right. would typically get with wine. It's like no, like you just enjoyed the actual inner white part of the apple, and you're experiencing that fresh crispness. Like it's not, it's not over tarty. It's not sour. It's just perfect. Like yeah. here's your touch of green apple. And then it feels like this entire wine went through some sort of like Brita filter, <laughs> and there's like it and extracted no all apple, the insanity. Just to make sure, just to make it clear, there's no apple. Huh? It's right. the grape. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> because here in America, I have learned to see that uh, uh, you see some bottles with the, the wine mixed with the fruits, and sure. uh, no, oh, we, yeah. we are speaking about Italian wine and the complexity <laughs> of the grape that gives you other tastes, uh, just the grape itself. It's have you ever had just like a handful of the grapes? Uh, what do, what do you mean? Like the grapes make the wine, but have you ever just like walked and just ate like I don't know, do grapes come in a bushel? Like whatever whatever yeah. the the size is, like just a whole vine of grapes, and you're just like you crushing speak about this, yeah, what, this that specific grape? grape, yeah, all the time, <laughs> all I, the time. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't know what I would just like sit there and pop these grapes all well, the time. Well, I'm telling you more. I had some friends from Buffalo who came visit me last summer, and of course we went here, and they ate grapes uh no i would too so that means next summer we're going to visit them and we're going to eat some grapes (laughs) (laughs) don't get me started oh now my palms are starting to sweat i'm getting all excited i just booked a flight so we're good perfect (laughs) hotels will be booked on wednesday (laughs) no this is amazing this is very good it is well uh since you're speaking about traveling to italy i uh, i don't know if it's Part of the subject that uh, we are talking about tonight, uh, but uh, I want to say another thing. Um, because of my job, uh, I do many tastings, mm-hmm. uh, wine events, wine dinner, and I speak to people uh, and, uh, you know, my accent comes out and everybody, oh, you're from Italy. Yes, I'm from Italy. Oh, my God, I want to go to Italy so bad. I want to... I decided to start uh, another little company (laughs) in which uh, I'm organizing tours to take people to Italy. 
uh, to visit wineries, to visit my wineries. Uh, and uh, I did it with my wife and uh, the company's name is Piccola Italia Tours. And uh, I started this year and I had three tours, one in uh, April, one in May and one in June. We were supposed to meet a couple of months ago mm -hmm. and I was in Italy because I was uh, with a group of 20 people from Buffalo. And uh, we went to visit the wineries, uh, we ate the grapes and uh, we went, we had uh, lunch with the winemaker. So this is where That's my so passion cool. took me. So I also take people to visit these wineries. Nice. So you're a travel agent on top of it. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but this is the first year that I do it. I thought that it could be a good hobby. I understood that it's not a real hobby. It's a full-time mm -hmm. job. And... Uh, it's a little bit tough, but it, mm -hmm. it's, I am proud of my country. And yeah. uh, I love to show my country through the wine. Um, when I first started uh, uh, the idea of, uh, uh, of uh, organizing the tours, uh, I came out with a sentence in my mind and I was saying, uh, I love my country. There are not so many opportunities in my country. So my dream was to show my country here in America. And mm -hmm. how do you show my country through the wine? Mm -hmm. Now, after six years living here, it's time to show the country through the wine, but I also want to take America to the country to see the wine uh, themselves. Sure. So, so it's beautiful. It's a lot of work. There is a lot to do. Uh, but yeah, so it's all about wine in any case. Are a lot of the wineries close to each other? Like in, in Buffalo, Western New York, down Chautauqua County, they call they will a wine trail where they're all basically right next to each other. Does that exist in Italy or is it kind of a drive? <laughs> it's, uh, they are everywhere. Yeah. They are everywhere. I, where I live, uh, I have probably 50 wineries in Tell Square miles, but it's not because it's my area. If you move down uh, 20 miles, is the same. If you move up, it's 20 miles. Oh, wow. If you Italy is divided in 21 regions, and uh, each, regions, uh, each region has its own wine. It's not like uh, France. You have Bordeaux in the southeast, uh, in the southwest. Uh, you have uh, Burgundy. You have Beaujolais, you have Rhone, and then you have Languedoc, and then you have the Champagne. But you have a lot of country that is not uh, just wine. In Italy, there is no part of the country where there is no wine. Even mm. if you go to the mountains uh, or if you go to the, to the valley, even if you go to the volcanoes, we have wineries that grow in the volcano. We have two volcanoes. One is the Vesuvius, uh, close to Naples, uh, and the other one is Etna in Sicily. And you have the wines that grow in the volcanoes, and they are so earthy, for mm. example, because of that. Wow. I couldn't even imagine tasting volcanic wine. This sounds awesome. Yeah. It's really fun. Oh, uh, volcanic wines, you love them or you hate them. Sure. I personally love them. They are very particular, very mineral, very earthy, a mm. little bit dirty, but dirty in a good way, I would say, that... Uh, they are very interesting. It sounds like the Isla of Scotch. People either love Isla whiskey or they hate Isla whiskey. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> Absolutely. So are you a, do you enjoy white wine or red wine more in general? I drink both. Yeah. It, uh, uh, it really depends on uh, what I am having. Um, a question that uh, I am asked uh, a lot is, uh, uh, what is the difference between Italy and America? Uh, between Italian people and American people wine-wise. 
The main difference is that uh, here in America, a lot of people, they like their wine. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what they are eating. They are having their wine. I like Cabernet. I am having uh, cod or I am having uh, ribeye. I still have my Cabernet mm-hmm. with the cod and with the ribeye. In Italy, it doesn't work like that. In Italy, we pick the wine depending on what we are eating. So it really depends on what I am having for dinner. I like uh, whites uh, in, with uh, seafood. Uh, and in the summertime, uh, uh, you like more reds when it's colder or when you're having meat. Uh, uh, when it's uh, hot outside, uh, even if you are having a... a, a meat dinner you don't want to have a heavy cabernet maybe you have a sorry maybe you have a rosé or you have a you have a light red or you know it it all depends on Mm -hmm. what you're eating so Hmm. i would say that i drink 50 50 sure 50 50 i remember when i first got into wine i had oh sure i had a red wine with a rice cake smothered in peanut butter well, I was watching a TV show. <laughs> I was like 24 mm-hmm. and uh, 23, 24. And yeah, I had half a bottle of red wine with a rice cake. And if anybody in Italy listens to this, they're just like, I no longer like anybody in America ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is wrong with, with you? peanut butter, too. Oh, yeah, dude, it made no sense. But I love that wine. I, st- I actually still have a photo of it. But uh, it's nowhere near this level of like, you know respect yeah right yeah it, it was a it was like an eight dollar bottle of commercial wine but <laughs> we we're broke still in college trying to make it work yeah so i wanted well, to be fancy watching my fancy tv show and then i got hungry for a snack so then i just kept drinking <laughs> and then i just added a rice cake <laughs> made no sense can i say something that uh, um maybe didn't make, people doesn't think uh, people don't think that i am ni- nice anymore uh, <laughs> the first time I realized that some people here have a burger with shakes was uh, that's uh, that's crazy in my opinion. Oh, like milkshakes? <laughs> yeah, milkshake oh, with burger. Milkshakes and a burger. Yeah. I mean, oh my god, I'm that's the same not way, accepted though. in Italy. No, <laughs> no. So, well, if we go into that direction, uh, uh, we are going too far. I don't want to say what <laughs> I don't want to say what's not accepted in Italy. Because for sure there are things that are not accepted in America about Italians. So. So, yeah. I mean, I don't really like a burger and shake either. That's it's too, too much. much. It's way too Plus. much. And it doesn't sit, yeah, it doesn't sit right. No. It just doesn't sit right. But <laughs> I don't know. Every once in a while, sometimes, you know, I mean, here's the thing, though. This is where you draw the line. French fries and a milkshake are a different story. Yeah. And fries are going to come with the burger. Mm-hmm. So if you're having French fries and then you, like, dip them in the milkshake, that's good. Because you're just kind of dipping the French fry in the milkshake. This is why everyone ever I know. This is why everyone in the US is like 340 pounds. Because we just you know, yeah, I love how he laughs at your He's yeah. like, correct. And then and then they come for dinner to me and they make pa- oh no, you're making pass. I can't have pasta. <laughs> right? No, 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 no. Right. And then they realize you can have a, like a great amount from a portion standpoint of pasta in Italy and you don't gain weight or bloat because <laughs> it's so good for you because it's like super fresh. And then our pasta is just loaded with nonsense and it's just a like a knot in your stomach. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, the food, we talk about it all the time. The food in Europe um, is just way, way better and cleaner. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. I have to... I, 
again, people are thinking that I'm not nice, but I have to agree <laughs> with that. Uh, uh, Food-wise... Uh, oh, yeah, it's not even close. It's, uh, I, I can speak about my country. There is nothing like that to me. So, But I know that here there are so many Italian uh, families, uh, so th- I'm sure that uh, uh, a lot of people understand what I'm talking about. So. Oh, yeah. There's one of our mutual friends is... is uh, coincidentally a travel agent and she is engaged to an italian um and he's like born and raised italy um he just he actually uh we'll talk offline but anyways uh when they were here he had two different pizzerias in buffalo and both of them had the like the authentic brick oven uh for their pizzas and then everything was like fresh super clean ingredients a lot of it was imported from italy and the one was Jay's Artisan. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, this is this is like the closest by far yeah. regarding um, all the fresh ingredients, the way that they actually make the pizza, the portions. And it's like one of the most expensive pizzerias in Buffalo, and it's worth every single penny. And then he goes, yeah, I literally go there like three times every like a week every time I'm in, back in Buffalo just because it's like the only thing that reminds me of home. Yeah, the recipe is very important. Mm-hmm. The recipe needs to carry the tradition. Even though, uh, and uh, now we are speaking about food, but what I'm saying is also a little bit related about uh, the wine and everything. Mm, I noticed that I love cooking. <laughs> and I cook all the time, whenever I can. Um, if I make a dish in Italy and I make the same dish in America, it doesn't come the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, after a lot of thinking about uh, I realized that, uh, in my opinion, what is the difference? The difference is the water. Water is the basis of everything that we have, food, wine, uh, everything. Mm-hmm. When the water is different, uh, the quality of the, of the, of the, of the food or the meal mm-hmm. is different. So... The water in Europe and the water in America are different waters. That's why the, the, the dishes don't come the same. Mm. Um, I don't know if I can go into brands, uh, brands of pasta. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. You, you know the, the Cecco and Barilla, mm-hmm. the two main brands of pasta. Uh, they are from Italy and they became so popular here in America that at some point they didn't want to import anymore. It was too expensive. So they decided to do the, uh, the, 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 the factories here in the United States. They make the pasta with the same recipe that they make in Italy, that they use in Italy. If I had the Cecco in Italy and I had the Cecco in, in America, or the Barilla in Italy, the Barilla in America, the pasta is completely different mm. because of the, of the water. And with with the water, I would say, of the soil. It comes from the corn and whatever. So so this is very interesting. And it's also the difference uh, between uh, the Italian wine and the American wine. Sure. It's the weather, it's the, the temperatures, uh, but it's also because of the water. The water is the basis of everything. Sure. Anyway, are you ready for a glass of red? I yes. am. Now I'm thirsty and hungry. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you oh, want a rinse or I can just pour? No, go ahead. You can just pour. Yeah, I'm going to go home and get a sh- uh, burger and a shake on the way home, I think, right now. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't, 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 don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so let me... Uh, 
tell you another couple of things since we are speaking about uh, differences. Uh, um, there are uh, other two things that uh, in Italy are not uh, allowed, uh, and in America they normally everybody does. Parmesan cheese on top of seafood pasta. Yeah, it's not tolerated in Italy. Does not exist. <laughs> when the first time I came to New York, uh, I I went to a restaurant. They gave me. Pa I ordered pasta seafood. Uh, the guy comes with the Parmesan cheese. <laughs> you want some cheese? I was like. What? <laughs> I never. It, my my friends did not believe that this happened. So it's not just that say, they say it's not it's not correct. Something that uh, they don't do. And the second thing is chicken with pasta. We don't do pasta with chicken. We don't put chicken on top of pasta. That's really. Not, yeah, I know that it's that one's shocking to me. I knew about the Parmesan one, but I did not know about the chicken and pasta one. Why? I don't know, just you don't do it, that's it. Does not exist. A dish with <laughs> you the, with just the don't do it. That's the best answer ever. <laughs> no pasta and chicken, no yeah. pizza and chicken, which uh, in America everybody does. And I am becoming uh, more tolerant. I yeah. Do you like chicken and pasta? Have you ever had it? I Yeah, I, yeah. sometimes I do. But uh, I hope this is not going to be seen in Italy. It <laughs> <laughs> might. Your name's on it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do, and I enjoy it. Uh, it's just that something that in Italy does not exist. That's well, awesome. When you, go to, when you go to fancy restaurants in Buffalo, they have it like fettuccine Alfredo, and then you can add chicken. So they don't assume that you just want to have chicken on it. So I guess that's kind of where they're coming from, maybe. Is that like... Don't assume that they want chicken on there, or maybe they're just looking for extra money. I don't know, but it's America. They yeah. want more money. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. I love how he just says laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I know. So let me tell you a couple of things about mm -hmm. this yes. wine. <clears throat> so I I was in Tuscany in one of my trips, uh, hunting for new wine, and uh, I was looking for something special. I was uh, I was close to the. Thank you. I was close to the city of Siena in a little village that is named Monte Rigioni, a beautiful village on top of the hill, surrounded by the walls. It's gorgeous. And uh, I see this uh, little winery right in the middle of nowhere, a villa, beautiful villa as well. The guy, Luca, makes three wines, 2,500 cases uh, a year in total. He makes a Chianti Reserva, which is the, what we are drinking, a Cabernet and a Sangiovese. That's it. And uh, I tasted the wine, and uh, oh my God, this is the best Chianti I have ever had in my life. You know, Chianti is normally made with uh, Sangiovese grape. Chianti needs to be at least 70% Sangiovese. Sometimes it's 80, sometimes it's 100%, but it needs to be based on Sangiovese. Sangiovese is a grape varietal with two main characteristics. It's very dry, and it's very high in acidity. So, very often, when you have a Chianti, the, you need to add the Chianti with food. Mm -hmm. Because if you have it with, without food, uh, with the dryness uh, and the acidity together, it's a little bit uh, harsh, I can say. This guy blends the Sangiovese with Cabernet Sauvignon and ages uh, this Chianti, this uh, Cabernet and Sangiovese, in a type of oak that is named Slavonian. Slavonian oak is a great type of oak that is uh, used 
a little bit all over Italy, but mainly in Tuscany, because it's perfect for the Sangiovese. It's softened up the Sangiovese, smooth up the Sangiovese, and the result is a wine that keeps all the characteristics of the Sangiovese. So you add this little acidity and it's more on the dry side, but it's extremely soft, extremely round, extremely smooth, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's great. It's just great. Yeah, this is <clears throat> phenomenal. And immediately, as soon as I drank this, I'm like this, I need some prosciutto with this. <laughs> like this would be so good with just even some prosciutto or just some meat. This is fantastic. Yeah. This is 20 bucks at Annie's. <laughs> it's hard to believe. Yeah. Wow, this is really good. I really do enjoy Chianti a lot. I think this one might be one of my favorite red wines. It's not... You know how with drier reds you get a lot of pepper, generally? There's, like, none of that. You can kind of get it on the back end. Yeah, barely. But, again, this is, like, every single wine has been gentle. It's not just, like, punching you square in the mouth, and it's just, like, I'm extracting every bit of moisture out of your mouth, and yep. I'm going to make this as dry as humanly possible. It's not like that. It's, it's just, just very well-rounded. Yeah. Everything is. Now, I these just, are all from different wineries, too. Yeah. Are they all from the same region? Like we were talking north, central, and southern. Are they all kind of from the same region or not? No, really? no. They, this is something that I didn't say at the beginning when you asked me. Um, I built my selection uh, uh, from north to south. You need to have something from all over the country. So I went. I normally do like this. I pick one region, and in every region either I know everybody or i have a friend who knows everybody so i go there book my hotel or whatever for a week for 10 days i go there and every day i boom i go visit wineries i go visit wineries i go visit wineries i go visit places i know where is the the best area for the production of this for you know for to grow this great varietal that i'm looking for i go there and i go visit wineries so this is uh, in a trip that I did in Tuscany. This is a trip that I did in Veneto. Of course, this is the winery where I grew up. And uh, the, the, the last one, uh, I'm going to tell you the story later because this has a particular story, the, the sweet wine that we're going to do later. This is great. It is. Thank you for all these. And, and really, thank you for sharing. I mean, this is just amazing. So this is this is north or this is south? This Italy. is Tuscany. So it's a center, a little bit more on the northwest, uh, okay. I would say. So that's but but that's mainly central Italy. And uh, honestly, I wanted to taste this wine because uh, this is the wine that is probably being the most uh, rewarding uh, in the most high-end places. People who understand. People who, who like to drink good wines, who understand good wine, want to drink mm -hmm. this wine. Imagine that uh, I started selling some wine in Chicago recently, and uh, I I don't know why, I, I don't know how. A couple of months ago I was there. Actually, no, a couple of months ago I was in Italy. Probably it's now six months ago. I, I made an appointment with the, the beverage director of the Ritz-Carlton Hotel. I don't know how, but he gave me an appointment. So I go there. The building is very tall. I go, I take the elevator, last floor. I go to the bar. He makes me wait. We start tasting the wine. And uh, um, we start tasting. We taste uh, the Pinot Grigio. Oh, my God, this is good. Or we tasted other wine. And then he tasted this wine. Tasted this wine. And 
He looked at the price and he told me, how many bottles do you have per case? Six? I was like, no, 12. So this price is divided by 12 bottles? Yeah. First he told me, your price is wrong. <laughs> there is something wrong. It's too, 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 too low. And then uh, he told me, okay, how many cases do you have? I said, well, brought from Italy uh, 300 cases. Uh, and okay, give me the 300. Wow. I was like, <laughs> I can't. I have it by the glass in New York, in Buffalo. I, and then we started speaking. I, I ended up giving him 50. And uh, yeah, but this wine uh, has crazy reactions when mm -hmm. people try it. He was probably crushed. He was ready for 300 and you're like, I got 50 for you. And he's like, all right, you're my guy because now I got to wait and I need more. Like, I'm still going to get my 300. It's just going to be in increments. Yeah. Were you laughing with him? Because uh, was, was he sad? Was he like, I wish I could no, get more? No, but it was, it, was, uh, it was kind of formal. I was also a little bit tense, you know, when I was in that. Uh, English is not my language. Uh, uh, I am in that type of environment. Uh, the guy was dressed uh, elegant and he comes to me and he starts speaking wine. And uh, I mean, it was like, uh, OK, give me the 300. And I was like, uh, I I can't. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, and the guy was, no, he was just serious. He was just, mm -hmm. uh, okay, how many cases can you give me? I, I want this wine to be here. That's awesome. Uh, Good yeah. for you. Yeah, it, uh, th this is very rewarding for mm -hmm. me. Absolutely. Uh, I always say I, I don't consider myself a great salesperson, but I love to speak wine to show wine, to find wine, to taste wine. I love to do that. And uh, when I see appreciation on the other side, that's all for me. Then yeah. the rest comes with it. The oh. thing is, is that you are a good salesperson just from the fact that you bring on wines that you truly enjoy. Mm -hmm. So your passion with describing just your joy and the story behind that and then just having them try the wine themselves sells it so you don't have to be that pushy salesperson that's like just buy it you just have to be like this is why i enjoy this just have a sip man and then they're like okay i love this <laughs> so you're a great salesperson and these wines are maybe, fantastic thank you thank you maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> <laughs> no 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 uh, what i mean is maybe people can uh, read my passion can no, see they can. my passion they can so yeah they can so maybe what you're saying uh, can be true from that <laughs> point of view, but I don't consider, you know, I see some people, they like to, 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 to uh, not they like, mm -hmm. they are capable to, to put the wine in your hand and sure. make you buy the wine. Me, I am always, uh, olive is good for your business. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to have this wine if this wine doesn't work, or I don't want you to add this wine in because you like me, because a lot of people, sure. uh, you know, if you are in the sales, uh, some people buy because they buy the person before mm -hmm. they buy the wine. I don't want you to buy the wine because you buy me. Yeah, you right. gotta like the wine and this wine needs to be good for your business. I always say that. And sometimes I, that's, uh, the people tell me, okay, so it's not good for my business. I don't want it anymore. And they lose the sale. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's like, no, buy the wine. Like, okay. <laughs> like, I was half kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where now you just are going to buy the wine. <laughs> I was so, just trying to see your true intention. So $19.99. That's, I'm very impressed with the prices because you're, 
not only are these really delicious, but they're extremely affordable for the quality. Like you could easily jack up the prices, but again, that just doesn't seem like who you are. And that's very admirable that you can pick up something this delicious for nineteen ninety nine when others are selling for like seventy four ninety nine. Like it's really cool. I also like I the do. fact that the um, I don't. It's just families helping families from from this specific store to you to the network that you have and then it's just all across the board people are just trying to help people which is really nice and it's it's got to be intimidating and also stressful coming to the u.s and dealing with these two markets specifically buffalo and, and downstate new york city it's just very uh it's it's difficult because there are aspects of in europe building trust in maintaining trust with people is very temperamental. There are some cultures where they'll trust you up front. And then if you do one thing wrong, they'll never trust you again. And then there's other cultures in Europe where you have to build it over time. And then if you have it, then you have it for life. And then your kids will have it for life just because they understand how that goes. Mm -hmm. And then here, you know, and I can speak to, to Buffalo, I was born and raised here. And then same with New York city. It's just kind of a different dynamic down there, but the two largest markets in New York state between Buffalo and New York city, it's just, there's no nonsense and people can see through fluff. People can kind of see through the fake and they'll just call it like it is. And it's gotta be, uh, intimidating at first trying to tap into these markets where you're coming from a very genuine place and saying like I want this you know wine to be right for your business not just because you're wanting to support me and I think that's why it resonates so well specifically in these two markets because they're like okay like this is one it's authentic like it's real wine that a lot of other places aren't going to have so there's that mystique about it as well and then there's also this aspect of the humility and just the the upfront honesty behind it where it's going to do well in those two markets because that's the two biggest things that a lot of people in uh, in purchasing in those two markets look for you know and mm-hmm. it's not it's not just about oh they're really pretty or oh like this brand is never going to go away like they're around forever so like yeah I'll put it on my shelf and it's just like I want to deal with like a real human to human connection and deal with real people specifically with Buffalo New York City um for my experience I can say that uh, um when I came here as you know as I told you uh, the my the first place where I came was New York City New York City was a big big training for me uh, I think you you are aware of mm-hmm. what New York City is. New York City is a jungle. It's mm-hmm. a place where you eat someone or you're eaten by someone. It's a place that is the most business-oriented place in the world. It's all about business. It's all about being better than the others. Uh, and uh, I was coming from, uh, uh, from Italy where... Uh, you know, Italians, they are, how do you say, laid down, like uh, relaxed. Uh, yeah. uh, so it was a big hit uh, from that point of view. But uh, I'm not sure if I understood uh, everything of what you of what you said. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You said that I'm coming from Italy where the world is more genuine, you said. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see that uh, as uh, true. I, f- I feel America is more genuine uh, from the, and loyal. From really? Uh, yes. 
uh, in Italy, someone can take advantage, people take advantage. Here, yes, New York City was business, uh, but if someone likes you, and if you do the things right, people are loyal to you. And uh, most of all, when I came to Buffalo, mm. Buffalo is extremely loyal. When they say the city of good neighbors, I say that all the time. It is the city of good neighbors. I found friends here. I am friend with uh, most of my clients. We, we hang out together. I invite them for dinner. They invite me for dinner. Uh, my wife and I are never uh, home for dinner. Every night we have something to do. We have an invitation. So about uh, uh, being genuine, uh, um, I would say that uh, uh, to me, America is uh, much more genuine mm. than Italy. But you got to work hard. In Italy, mm -hmm. you're always trying to find the, the, the way to, to, to make it. Even if you don't work hard, uh, you know, take advantage here, take advantage there. Uh, here, you, people appreciate if they see that you are, a, if you are a honest person. And if you work hard, people give you back. Sure. And uh, for this reason, uh, um, I am not... Uh, um, how can I say? You know, I, I started the, 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 the trip this year. So the, the trips, the tour situation. So I had to deal with Italians work-wise. I can't find myself there anymore. I find myself better here. Hmm. Here, if you're smart, if you work hard, people give you back. There, you work hard, you, you, mm, you're smart. It's not sure if someone can screw you, they do it. Interesting. So, yeah. That's very yeah. fascinating. I wasn't expecting I that at all. No, not at all. Can I? Yeah, absolutely. Here, you want to pass that over to him too? Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, that's an interesting perspective that I wasn't, I wasn't aware of. No, not at all. It's good to know, though. Yeah, no, because, obviously. Uh, here, people, uh, you know, Italy. Italy is always described uh, as, uh, you know, the dream country, mm -hmm. is the, and it is, it is, but. Uh, Italy has flaws, mm -hmm. has flaws, and uh, and uh, so does the U.S. Yeah, so does the U.S. But uh, but uh, everywhere has good thing and, yeah. and bad things. But uh, uh, I a lot of people, you know, I describe my country and they say, oh, it's beautiful, the vineyards, the mountains, the food, the drink, and people tell me, what are you doing here? I'm doing here because oh my god. I'm doing here. <laughs> I was choking me. <laughs> um, I say that uh, I am here because I want to work and I want to make it. And this is the place where if you work hard and you're a smart guy, you're going to make it. Mm -hmm. Sooner or later, you're sure. going to make it. Well, 31 years, we're trying. We're trying. We're trying. We're going to make it, Mike. We're going to make it. That's what I keep telling my wife. Come on, honey, the band's going to make it. It's like you're doing another podcast for free. <laughs> Listen, I'm helping out the business. <laughs> but yes, I'll bring you home a bottle of wine, dear. Yeah, 100%. I'm actually going to Syracuse this weekend. Um, so we had my in-laws, their whole family, they're wine drinkers. Um, they... Again, we're whiskey folk, right? So that's that's our juice. That's our brown water. So uh, when when I showed up in the family, they really turned me into a wine drinker. And then I'm slowly starting to turn some of them into whiskey. And I'm just like, listen, you don't have to try that. Try this. You might like it. Add a little ice cube. You'll be fine. And now they're just like, all right, I'm going to after dinner. 
after dinner and I'm gonna have one with you, you know, and I'm uh-huh. like, all right, sounds good. But I'm um I'm definitely gonna pick up the uh uh the shanty uh f- just as a, a celebratory uh welcoming bottle just because of what the spirit of the whole weekend is and they're gonna be ecstatic just because they love and appreciate really good wine. So it'll be in Syracuse thank this weekend. You, thank Absolutely. You. Thank you very much. I don't I don't sell wine in Syracuse. I don't know anybody. I haven't been there yet. I've never been. So if you know anyone who wants my wine in Syracuse, uh, who knows? Maybe one we got day. your email. Yeah, we Maybe got your email. Day. Yeah. For now we'll just obviously hammer and support Addie's just because this is the only place I buy wine anyways. Yeah. So it's fine. <laughs> well, they just they can order online from Addie's. Though. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They so, can order online from Addie's. Yeah. But it's just the wine selection here is ridiculous. So it's really nice to have this portfolio on top of it too, just to boot because now you're getting, you know, wonderful options. And this one is $12. Yeah, I love how you laugh every time. You're like, oh, it should be more. It should be more. <laughs> well, this one is a very dark purple, and immediately it smells like a dark cherry syrup. That's what this smells like to me. Why? So let me let me tell you. Let Please, me tell sweet. You, yeah. Let me tell you about this wine. So I've been here in Western New York for two and a half years now, and uh, uh, I haven't had any sweet wine in my selection for two years. And uh, I realized that uh, as soon as I came that uh, there is a, a big part of uh, this area that love to drink sweet wines. Yeah. So I started searching and I wanted to have a sweet wine that was different than uh, any other sweet wine that I've ever tried. So uh, what do you want to say? With wow. <laughs> Thank you. There's chocolate in this. That is so good. I taste chocolate. I, I was expecting I it. I was expecting it to be very sweet. And I'm sorry that I interrupted your story, but I literally kind of just let like me, blacked out for te- a second. Let me tell you about yeah, the story please, about please. The, oh, this wine. Oh my so God, this is amazing. I was. Uh, uh, I wanted to have a sweet wine in my selection, but uh, as I want to do with all the other wines, I wanted to have a wine that was different and that was unique. So I found this winery in Emilia Romagna. Emilia Romagna is a region that is uh, right above where I come from. It's like uh, one of the biggest regions in Italy and uh, it's uh, uh, the center, a little bit more on the north, right uh, uh, um, on the side of Tuscany. So they are side by side. And uh, mm, they make a sweet wine that is named, uh, I named it Caramella. It's uh, named, it's a DOC that is named Cagnina Dolce. It's made uh, with a grape varietal that is called Refosco. Refosco is a grape varietal that is normally used to make uh, dry wines. So this Mm. grape varietal is not thought to make sweet wines. So they make a sweet wine with this grape varietal uh, you know how it works to make a sweet wine. During the process of the vinification, you basically transform the sugar in alcohol. So you vinify the grapes and uh, normally the sugar goes down, the alcohol goes up and you make the, you make the wine. That's how you make the Chianti, that's how you make all of them. Mm-hmm. They just stop the vinification earlier. So the, the, the sugar doesn't go down enough, the alcohol doesn't go up enough. And uh, you have this wine that is 9% alcohol. Uh, it's sweet while you drink it, but it's dry in the finish mm-hmm. because of the grape varietal. And uh, you know, sometimes I drink uh, uh, sweet wines. I enjoy the sweet wine while I drink it, uh, but then it's a little bit uh, sticky. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit syrupy. 
I don't know, I have a little bit and then I don't want any more. Sure. This wine, because of being dry at the end, you want to keep drinking it. It's sweet, but you want to keep drinking and drinking and drink it. You want to have it with a dessert. You want to have it by itself. You chill it a little bit. You have it like 11 in the morning. It's not heavy. Nice sunny day. You chill this wine. You're outside. It's just perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's unique and it's actually exploding. It's kind of new in the market. I just brought it in and it's uh, yeah, it's blowing up. I'm very, very happy. I'm very, very satisfied. All four of these have had that same characteristic where it starts off like kind of slow and it ramps up to that middle and the middle is where you get all that flavor and then it kind of lets you, it doesn't overtake the ending, which with, like you were saying, with sweet wines, I get the same thing. With sweet wines, the back of my tongue, if it starts getting too coagulated or like very viscous, I don't like that because I feel kind of drowned out a little bit. This, like you said, it ends with that dry note but that sweetness right in the middle, right after that initial taste, it kind of hits you and you're like, where is that? I've never had that before. No, it makes no sense. Everything, all of these wines were roller coasters of love. And you're just <laughs> like, it doesn't, none of it adds up. Yeah. And they're all under $20. Something's wrong. <laughs> I like that roller coaster of love. That's what I it like is. When I use it. Go ahead. <laughs> After Add this it. interview, he's doubling all of these prices because he's like, we're way underpriced. <laughs> it sounds like us. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I like it like that yeah. because my main goal uh, is uh, I want uh, as many people as possible to taste uh, mm-hmm. my wines. The more we open the bottles, the more I am happy. So. Can, can we put, um, you got to add these to the description. Yeah, we'll do. Oh, I'll put that, a link that to sounded, all the That almost stuff. sounded like I was going to say Addies, but yeah, you have to add these into yeah. the caption and I'll, description I'll, of the video. I'll put a description to everybody can buy them right from there yeah. because th- these are these are very good. These are incredible. I'm very, thank very you. impressed. We haven't even eaten. We don't need to eat. Yeah. I mean, thank, thank you. you. I mean, we will after the fact, but oh, this yeah. is like, this is amazing. Let me say just the last thing about this wine because I am very proud. I found the juice and I had to create a, a, a label for this I decided to call it Caramella. Caramella in Italy means uh, candy. So I think that uh, this is perfect because the sweetness of the Mm -hmm. candy is uh, perfectly describing this wine. But my way, the sweetness my way, which means uh, sweet, but uh, what is it? The roller coaster of love. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So do all these bottles have imported by Valval imports like how, how can somebody going to the liquor store know that this kind of has been blessed by you it's written in the back label okay uh, with the importer and uh, yes I'm proud to say that uh, they are all imported by me I don't have a big selection it's a small selection uh, uh, I feel very honored and uh, lucky to have met uh, Tyler Tyler mm-hmm. is supporting uh, I'm a small company so Tyler is supporting uh, my company a lot, uh, which I thank him for for doing that uh, here at Addis. Uh, and uh, I'm glad to say that wines are doing really well because uh, Tyler didn't order just once, but he keeps uh, reordering. So which means that uh, there is a follow sure. already uh, around the wines. And uh, yeah. They're imported by Valval Wine Imports. Uh, it's written on the back label, uh, but uh, 
what matters is the is the main label that uh, is in the front. That's what matters. The winemakers are the real uh, Term. genius. Uh, so, do you have a list of all the wines that you import somewhere? Is there a website or social media? Yeah, I have my website that is named uh, www.valvalwine.com. Um, I have Facebook. Uh, I have Instagram. Uh, uh, I'm not so good with these <laughs> names. My, my my wife takes care of sure. them. So I gave you the Instagram. Uh, yes, the business card. Card before, and it should be Valval Wine Import. It is. And uh, also in, on Facebook, it should be more or less the same name, sure. Valval Wine Imports. So, yeah, if. Uh, uh, where is the camera? If you want to follow us, <laughs> <laughs> please do it. Uh, we will be we would be more than happy to to show you all the events, uh, all the dinners, uh, all the, the everything that we that we do. Sure, outstanding. Well, thank you, man. Thank you for bringing everything. Thanks for letting us try some stuff. This has been amazing, and you definitely got uh, two new customers here from this because the, the, these wines are just fantastic, and you have to try them. Thank you very much. I appreciate very much that you invited me. I'm going to exchange this invitation with an invitation in Italy. Sounds good. Thank Love you. that. Thank you all so much. Go check them out. We got links for everything down in the description. Buy a bottle. It's so affordable. So it, even if you are a little bit hesitant, just buy a bottle and I guarantee you it'll change your mind. Thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.